0: Oh, I mentioned this uh, When we were uh, Doing the trivia thing With Ben huh. But I've been listening To this podcast Called Anatomy of Next And it's the second season um, And it's actually about Colonizing Mars huh. But the first episode Talks about The Fermi par- Paradox And um, Goes into all these Like Not crazy But All these theories About The whole thing of The Fermi Paradox Which is you know given drake's equation um as in which says that there's so many planets in the universe mm. that the likelihood of there being intelligent life is you know almost 100% yeah. like it's it's definitely out there according to this equation and then fermi's paradox is so if it's out there why haven't we heard from it mm. by now which we mm-hmm. should have mm-hmm. um and then there's all these theories about why which is you know, the big ones are like the X-Files, which is they're already here and mm. they're just hiding themselves from us. Um, another one is, which is a, probably a more modern theory, is they're here but we can't see them or understand their presence mm. because, mm-hmm. you know, there's some kind of being that we can't even perceive. Yeah. Um, and then there's other ones that get really crazy, like where an experiment, you know, almost like the Matrix, like, there's some kind of higher being and we're like ants and we don't understand, you know, the the, the yeah, the, mm. the bigger world around us.
1: The other one or one of them, and I can't remember what they call it, is that a species will get to a certain point where they can't help but destroy themselves. Mm. Right. And yeah. I can't remember what they call that. But, yeah. that's
2: in the Fermi Paradox, there's the idea of the barriers and that's like one of them, like extinction mm. events mm. that... You assume, you know, if there's like only some percentage of intelligent life or any life will mm. make it past all of these extinction events to get to yeah. the point where they're space traveling.
1: Yeah. Okay. Communicating. Yeah. Get to a point where they they become a peaceful community. Mm. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's all those things that's you can like, see that did a comet blow up your planet, you know. Mm. <clears throat> yeah.
0: There's another one that's sort of similar to that, but a bit different. And I find it, <clears throat> without knowing really the fully full detail about it. I find it plausible, which is the most plausible. It's that um, apparently there's gamma-ray bursts throughout the galaxy or throughout the universe, and they're, like, very common, um, and we happen to be in, like, a pocket of space where the gamma-ray burst is, like smaller or less likely to happen and Mm. i mean gamma radiation is sterilizing so it kills life Mm -hmm. Um, and then i don't remember the full ins and outs of it but the guy was saying that maybe we're getting to a stage where those gamma ray bursts are easing off and we happen to be in a in a weak spot and so we happen to be like the first emerging intelligent life one of Mm. many but just happened to be the first yeah and that's it's a really like, weird thing to think about because that's yeah one of the the overarching idea of that is that we actually are the only like self-aware intelligent life which is mm. like totally mind-blowing to think about because mm. when you compare when you're thinking about that in contrast to like you're driving to work like oh i gotta work <laughs> go to work every day to earn my money so i can you know Buy food, coals, play games, agriculture, yeah, art, like, it's really mind-blowing to think Mm. about that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: How did we get to here?
0: Anyway, yeah, (laughs) you should listen to that podcast (laughs) if you're interested. Yeah, it sounds good. It's really, really interesting. Mm. I found it really interesting.
1: Yeah, there's some um, stuff released in the last couple of weeks about how they expect now that um it's not a question of is there life outside of you know earth or our solar Mm. system it's a matter of it's it's just an inevitability Mm. it's um it's it's just understood as completely common now Mm. planets that can Mm. can withhold life Mm. that inevitably we're going to find it Mm. so unless we destroy our souls which Mm. you know that can't possibly Mm. happen right
0: But the other one that was crazy to think about was that we are some kind of experiment where our free will is actually only given to us by some kind of higher being just to see what would happen. Hmm. Hmm. You know? And it's like...
1: Yeah, we could be just a bunch of germs in a pastry dish somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. So, who knows? (laughs) You mean a petri
0: dish or a
1: pastry dish? Actually, that's probably more correct. (laughs) Well, I mean... Pastry dish as well I mean, you It could know. be a pastry dish It could be just leftovers from someone's lunch <laughs> Absolutely You know how much life Creates there <clears throat> Answering all The universe's questions On this podcast With no well. evidence To back any of our arguments up That's us In a nutshell
0: We certainly brought up a lot of questions
1: Indeed We promote
0: conversation. Mm. Mm. And if you want to join the conversation, you should visit the Game
1: System forums. Exactly. (laughs) Tell us how wrong we are.
0: (laughs) That's it. I'm starting a Fermi's Paradox thread. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure Mark Williams will have something to contribute. He'll get stuck into that. (laughs) Ready
1: to go? Hello, and welcome to Game the System podcast episode 41, a podcast about the people that play retro, arcade, modern, pinball, board games, and everything in between. It's the 1st of May, still, 2019, and my name's Mark Bell. My name's John. My name's Matt. How are we feeling after recording episode 40? Energised? Excited?
2: Okay. (coughs) Okay.
1: Default answer from Matt. How are you feeling, John? I'm feeling good. Feeling good? I'm feeling warm in my belly. Well that's cool, I guess. Hmm. Any particular reason? Beer and chili stew? Those are a good mix. Hmm. Mm. Tomorrow morning. Oh <laughs> my
0: ring's gonna be burning.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: It's gonna be like the main act at the zoo. I mean at the circus.
1: What? <laughs> I don't get it either. Oh, because you have the rings ring of fire. fire. Yeah. Right. With lions jumping through. Yep. Is that gonna be your rectum In this tomorrow? Case, the lion is my poo. Right. Yep. <laughs> that that brings up all sorts of mental images that I didn't need right now. And I'm the ringmaster trying to guide him through. <laughs> <laughs> you don't guide, do you? You just sort of push. Technically, you know. Yeah. I mean, well, you, yeah. I mean, you don't just push. Well, I tell There's it, levels of pushing. I have to tell
0: it when to go mm. when I'm in position. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I won't have an audience, though, which is kind of sad for this metaphor. Uh, well, metaphor, simile? Good.
1: I don't know. No, I think that's good. (laughs) Let's not record a podcast while John's doing a poo.
0: I might have an audience because sometimes the baby has to watch me while I'm pooping.
1: Mm -hmm. These are traumatizing childhood (laughs) forming memories? So you won't remember. Uh, (laughs) What are the chances? (laughs) I sing a song while I'm doing it. These are all sorts of mental images. (laughs) (laughs)
0: What sort of songs? Oh, you know, the wheels on the bus
1: Right Yeah That that can help with, you know, getting things moving <laughs> So, <laughs> moving on from poo mm.
3: uh,
1: What's been happening? What have we been doing? Mm. It's been weeks I've
0: been doing lots of things
1: You've been doing lots of things? Yeah well, I don't want to hear about what you've been doing I want to hear what Matt's been doing Really? I do. <laughs> what okay. have you been doing, Matt? Oh, just go Depends home the- <laughs> You're home. I'm already Right in. now.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> if the previous conversation didn't make the cut, mm-hmm. it's all Game of Thrones all the time. Uh, ah. That's
1: not a game. Of Thrones. No. That's a show. Yeah. Of Thrones. Right. Hmm. So no games.
2: I mean... Still playing super hot and Beat bar. Oh, and our oh, okay. uh, ExaPunks.
1: Right. Yeah. So just continuing doing games what you've all heard you about, been playing about previously. Yeah. Right.
2: ExaPunks. I'm near the end. I think I'm on the last stage. Right. Maybe. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I still haven't opened the secret envelope.
0: Oh. Wait. weren't you working on that the other night? What happened? It's really hard. No, oh. it takes a little time.
2: Yeah. Maybe wow. the you secret work on envelope it, would help. But he didn't tell me to open it yet.
0: Ah, that old trick. Yeah. What if you get to the end and you realize you missed it? Maybe yeah. that's why it's I'm hard. I'm worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> but the, did I miss it? It's, I don't know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah, like you, like you get stuck on a thing and you've got to leave it and come back another day. And sometimes when you do that, you look at and go, oh, of course I just do this. Yeah, right. <laughs> what a dummy. I've yeah. been there before. Yeah. Mm. Mm.
1: Fair enough then. Yeah. So you've been doing <clears> the <throat> stuff that you had previously been doing ongoing.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: Okay, we'll hear what you've been doing, John. <laughs> Come on. Lay it <laughs> on us. Um, I've been, I,
0: I was the other night, I was playing X-Files. The video game, on PS One.
1: Dear God, is there?
0: Yeah, there's a video game. It's it's, if not the best, one of the best full motion video games oh. in existence.
1: That still makes it bad, but
0: no, it's good. Oh. I mean, is is it?
2: <laughs> does it have the the David Duchovny and Julian Anderson?
0: Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. But they're small roles. Oh. Small roles. Yeah. So so. The story is you're an agent from a different office. Mm. So I think they're in the Washington office. Okay. Is mm. it? Uh, I don't know.
2: Don't
1: remember. And anyway, you're in some other... Have we established, before we go down this path, mm. that you have not seen the X-Files previous to this?
0: Well, not in this episode of the podcast.
1: No. Or
0: depending on what gets cut.
1: <laughs> this drew shocked reactions yeah. from the chat. Yeah. Mm. From the chat? From the chat.
0: <laughs> oh, from our chat? From our chat. Oh, okay. I thought you meant the Twitch chat.
1: No, I meant the Twitter chat. Oh, okay. Yes. Twitter chat? Twitter chat. Oh, did That's we talk what you about said it on it? Twitter? Yeah. I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was... Um, I don't understand how you live through the 90s <laughs> yeah. and not watch The X-Files.
0: Yeah, I think so. This is like, it's funny you should say that because I was actually thinking about this Hmm. recently uh, and I think that I really started to embrace like just things that are out there that I would have been previously closed to just because no real reason, like just because I decided I wasn't interested in that. Hmm. you know and i always come back to this example but i think music's like the easiest example to understand um you know in high school you have like your group of friends and everyone's into the same type of music generally Mm -hmm. and then you've got like other people that are outside your group of friends that have their own groups and they're all into like certain types of music Mm -hmm. and then you dislike that music because you don't like those people And I think that that has an emotional valence associated with that type of music and you just don't like it.
1: So Deep Dive, what music were you into in the 90s? I was into like, is this a Deep Dive? (laughs) Well, the the way I was going with this was what sort of TV shows were you Mm. watching in the 90s that Mm. weren't the X-Files? In the 90s,
0: Seinfeld? That's a good question star trek mm. hmm. but yeah. everyone
1: who watched star trek watched the x-files well that's
0: that's obviously not a fact because <laughs> here i am besides <laughs> john pansini apparently <laughs> yeah i don't know i think yeah did it's...
1: brianna watch x-files i was too young Whoa. too young? She's I, young yeah what i was born in 1990 Oh wow oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay I was too young <laughs> I've been put in my place <laughs> I'm a baby When was it released? Right. 95? Uh, no No, it was earlier it was than that, early. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was Either way she, yeah. Bought, she hadn't even started yeah, school yet That's a good yet.
0: excuse mm-hmm. <laughs> She probably wasn't It was probably rated too um, heavily for her It was all pretty late, yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That spooky music and... Yeah. Actually,
0: you know what else is... Okay, this links back to the music thing. I had the single of that song
1: on CD. And yet you didn't watch the show. No. That's even more bizarre. That brings (laughs) up more questions. Yeah. When were you born, John?
0: Uh, 85.
1: So you don't have as much of an excuse.
0: No. I mean, I was... Probably a teenager when it started. Hmm. I was
1: definitely a teenager. Hmm. Um, Okay, but I can see it. It's kind of... It's on the cusp.
0: I think it was too mature probably for me for most of the time. Um, Like when I watched Star Trek Next Generation was well after its original airing time. Right. I didn't get into it till later, basically. I didn't get into it till... Really, until I was like late teens... And my brother found a bunch of tapes at our um, our apartment block. Someone had put them... There's like a garbage room with a garbage chute. Someone had put them in there. Uh, hmm. And so, he grabbed them all. <laughs> and I started watching it on tape. And it was like four episodes per tape. Right. And that's when I first really started getting into it. Before that, I'd only seen the movies, hmm. which my parents really liked. Um, so, yeah. So, that was definitely like... I mean, old enough for someone to have taped all of Next Gen and then decided that they'd watched it enough and didn't want it anymore. Hmm. So, it was pretty late in the game. Right. <laughs> okay. Fair um, enough. But what was I watching in the 90s? I don't know. I didn't watch TV. I played video games. Yeah. So, okay. it was probably
1: that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And movies.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I would have been watching. Sliders. I watch Sliders. <laughs> oh, I've yeah.
1: never seen that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I think it was pretty good. I mean, a B-grade show, of course, but... Yeah, and I think I think X-Files would have been too mature when it was originally came out. But now, watching it now, I actually think... I'm kind of glad it worked out this way because I appreciate it so much more now. Hmm. Um, yeah, and just watching the first episode and learning, you know, Scully's role in the whole thing being... Yeah, like the scientific one, the skeptic and mm. challenging what Mulder, his, what he says mm. is, um, yeah, it makes a lot more sense and became
1: even more appealing to me when I found that out. So Yeah, it's a funny, it's it's an interesting theme because back then when it was released, it was right on the sort of height of interest into... UFOs, aliens, Mm. are we alone in the universe, that Mm. kind of thing. Um, Connects into the Fermi's paradox thing. It does. It's
0: all a coincidence, by the way. (laughs) Not like while I was watching the show.
1: Of course. It's all luck. (laughs) Um, And then there was a period of time where that whole kind of theme of, you know, are we alone in the universe and the mystery of the universe Mm. just went away. And Mm. I think it's only just recently in the last few years that that's kind of the whole sort of idea and theme is kind of rekindled, Mm. um, which has resulted in the new series, the X-Files new series, Mm -hmm. which is actually pretty good, um, I thought. Uh,
0: So I, I have vague memories of there was a part where David Duchovny left the show. Is that right? Yeah. And there was some Anything? other agent that came along? Yeah. no. Oh, oh you is, it, yeah. is
2: it one yeah. season? Yeah. Or? It's, it's the T-1000 guy or it's... There's someone mm. who
0: looks very similar. Mm.
2: I forget. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. The T-1000 guy Rock or someone Robin that looks similar. <laughs> Patrick?
1: Is that his name? The T-1000 I mean, guy can look like anyone, so... <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God
0: it was him. Okay, so you, mm. you can't confirm. Was it one season? Do you know?
1: or? Are we, are we no, I don't remember. Yeah, we have to Wikipedia this. <laughs> no, everyone reaches for their phone. Except facts. For you. We don't care about facts on this podcast.
0: X-Files cast wiki. do 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 um, Robert Patrick, is yeah. that
2: it? D- is that what I said? Did I say Patrick Robert? You said Patrick something. Robert Patrick. Oh,
0: yeah. One of them. He's best known for his trails of various villainous characters. Including? Uh, the T-1000. Oh, no, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Oh, he did a cameo appearance in World, so that actually was him. Okay. You
1: can't replace David Duchovny, though. Well, they just did. Well, he did, yeah. but he didn't, if you know what I mean.
4: So, He.
1: um,
2: when, yeah, when did this happen?
0: It doesn't actually say. It just says he was in After it. After his abduction by aliens, is
2: this a spoiler? Oh. <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> He's ruined it.
0: <laughs> Did that just happen? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's okay, he to comes be back. To
2: it
0: is a very... Is that another the, spoiler? The mor- moratorium is <laughs> <He's> over. <laughs> I don't know I can't remember Don't say anything else <laughs> I mean I know it's like a 20 year old show
1: but And then he dies <laughs> <laughs> He was killed by Snape <laughs> On page 100 and whatever it was <laughs> I'm trying to find like
0: what season this other guy's in Yeah Oh well It's oh, not that important I mean i Cautious reading, of okay. spoilers
1: in X-Files
0: <sighs> Yeah cause I was gonna say cause then he's in the new season right David yeah. Duchovny mm. yeah so he doesn't quite die well actually he gets did, he gets abducted by aliens in like the first episode so
1: oh there you go yeah no spoilers I think I don't know it's not really him though I might not have been
0: paying that much attention no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were you we talking about can't remember <laughs>
1: what you were playing
0: anyway yeah I was, exci- I was excited so, the to the video game well I played the video PS1. game <laughs> Yes. Right. And then that made Full me motion video. want to watch the show. So it's a bad game. No, it's good. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a puzzle adventure game. Right. And you're an FBI agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the story is that Mulder and Scully have actually gone missing. And so you've been they given they, the case to try and find them. Were they abducted by aliens? Uh, I don't know. Spoilers. Yet. I have. In had, the game. I haven't played it. <laughs> so I actually have played it before oh. and i finished it, but I remember basically using a walkthrough to finish it. Nice.
1: So, so you're a cheater.
0: It was a long time ago. Mm. Um, That's what it, Billy
1: Mitchell says. Yeah. It's 2006. <laughs> <clears throat> um, anyway. I used MAME. <laughs> um
0: yeah, I don't. I don't remember what happens in the end, though. But anyway, I started playing it. It's good. It's. I think so. I think what actually makes it good is it's got the same production values as the show. So apart from the fact that you don't have Mulder and Scully, they are in it. Like they're in the intro video. You kind of see them not getting captured, but they have an altercation with some mysterious people, hmm. um, and Scully gets shot. And then you don't really know what happened after that. But you're invest. You go to where that happened, and you're investigating, and you find like the bloods, and you have to take it back to the lab and get it tested, and all that sort of stuff. Hmm. Um, but there's other characters from the show in it as well. So is it Skinner? Yeah, yeah. the bald guy. He's yeah, in the it. the boss. You're like working with him to try and find him, hmm. um, and. I wouldn't say... So, the main character, like your character, I don't think it's the best acting, which is kind of weird because it's contrasted against these other, like, experienced actors. Mm. Um, but it's really good, I think, for an, an FMV game. I really like it. I've got a soft spot for these ga- for these games. Mm. Like, even when they have bad acting, I just really enjoy it for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. You like the FMV
1: games? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. I'm not I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Maybe with the tone of my voice. I did, <laughs> but I didn't mean to. <laughs> what's your do you What's your thing
0: against it and them?
1: Uh, so <laughs> FMV games were a product of their time where They had CD-ROM, they had a shitload of space, they thought they could just throw a bunch of full-motion video into a game and then that'd be amazing, you know, because you're watching TV and Mm. you're interacting with TV, Mm. Um, but generally the interaction was surface level um, and it was just generally really badly acted. Yep. And not good Yeah And I
0: think a lot of games of that era are well known for just basically giving the player a bunch of shit every time you fail <laughs> hmm. That was really common <laughs> hmm. What are you doing? You suck <laughs>
1: <laughs> And Night Trap's a, probably a good example I mean <clears throat> Night Trap was a game on the Mega CD <clears throat> uh, or Sega CD depending on where you come from <clears throat> And that was a bad game. Mm. That was a really bad game. Mm. And yet people who grew up around that era, uh, you know, they grew up with those games mm. and they had nostalgic memories for mm. those games. Mm. And so they released a, a, a new version of that a couple of years ago mm. and it was wildly popular. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's cool. I mean, a, mm. I appreciate the fact that it's popular on a nostalgic, mm. uh, you know, thing. Mm. But the game was bad. Mm. The game got really, yeah. really bad reviews back in the day. Mm.
0: Yeah. So The funny thing about that game is that I've kind of already been down that road with that game. Uh, yeah, I definitely have a huge amount of nostalgia for it because, yeah, having the Mega CD, it was one of the few games you had to play, I guess. Mm. And... I guess it was fairly early in that whole thing. Um, And yeah, my dad played it. I don't know if he finished it. He might have. But yeah, got lots of memories of that game. And I went, so I went back and revisited it like a long, long time ago now. Downloaded an emulator, Mm -hmm. got it working. I remember it was like really hard to get it working. Eventually did. And then saw the video and I was like, was the video this bad? (laughs) I don't remember it being this bad.
2: Hmm. Because the
0: funny thing about the Mega CD is it still had... It was still 16-bit, so it was limited in colors. I don't know. Do you know how many colors it was, Matt? Uh, 64, maybe. So, when you... Which might look okay in, like, normal animated games. But when you watch full motion video with that many colors, it looks pretty crappy. Yeah, Uh, and pixelated too. Assuming that that's the right, Mm. but yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's, like, when you compare it it to, like, the 3DO, that looked so much better, um, which was around the same time, I think.
1: Hmm. Um, But I think, regardless how it looked, mm. I mean, sure, it doesn't look great, but it's just a matter of them trying to shoehorn mm. video into an interactive experience mm. and it just wasn't quite there. They were mm. just trying to do something that just wasn't mm. ready yet. Mm. Mm. And and that's why I think a lot of those games are just mm. bad. I think the feeling that I get from it
0: is that it was so exciting back then that you could play
1: a game that had that video in it mm. Um, I and, remember feeling the same for Sonic CD, right. the full motion video, and that was amazing. Yeah, but that was just like an uh, like it wasn't yeah, like part of the games and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: The idea that you could have like an interactive experience, yeah, with video, hmm. and yeah, as you said, it was really limited. But I think I guess as a kid, the excitement is really elevated too. Um, but I do agree with you that it's a bad game. The, the the game has a fundamental flaw in that to play the game it pushes you away from the interesting stuff in the game, which is hmm. all the plot, the story unfolding and hmm. you know, watching all the videos of the characters interacting. You right. you constantly have to switch back to where the bad guys are coming into the house so that you can trap them. Yeah. So yeah. you're missing all the video, all the story and all the exciting stuff that's happening mm-hmm. and you're just watching guys like climb in the window and trapping them mm. and um and also it's like if you miss something you can't just go back a small amount you just have to start from the beginning mm. uh, yeah it was it's fundamentally flawed game design mm. um and then there was another one called Double Switch which was basically the same thing right um but then they the the one that i have Texas Ground Zero is much better, I think. Hmm. Um, it's weird because it's, it's shooting and you have to use an on-screen reticle, um, but it's more like a game. Right. Um, and the acting is actually a lot better, um, but it's still super cheesy and like that's the stuff that I really enjoy, though, too. Yeah, like, that's part of the charm of it, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so funny, like and just <laughs> stuff that you couldn't do today, but... Mm. It's in the game. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wish it was light gun, like you could use a light gun. If it was a light gun game, it would be amazing. Mm. Um, Yeah. Anyway,
1: what were we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) X-Files. And I've never played it. So, yeah. So, I think... It it could actually be a good game. Yeah, well, it's... it's it's I've never played it, so... Yeah, it's an adventure
0: game. So, it actually works with the format of having full motion video. Because it's like playing an RPG but you're actually watching, like, you know, true-to-life characters interact. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and it's got some other really cool stuff, like it's got the... some conversation where instead of it just telling you exactly what the character's going to say, you can choose, like, the feeling of how to react. Hmm. So, it's more like what Mass Effect was like. No, but pretty way, cool. way before that, of course, like... You know, you could react aggressively, or you know, with humor, or casually, or whatever. Hmm. Um, so it's more about the feeling than about necessarily specifically what they're saying. Hmm. Um, it's got it's got both though. There's some dialogue where it just says exactly what the character's going to say. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's definitely cool, and it feels realistic. Like you log onto the FBI computer and you look up. You have to look up like um, car rego numbers and stuff like that, and hmm. yeah, but yeah, it's just an adventure game, like like Mist. It feels kind of like Mist, mm-hmm. but with all of these full motion video sequences mm-hmm. and conversations, and and yeah. it feels like The X Files, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, having not
1: watched much of the show, <laughs> but you are now, yeah, 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 and you're playing this on. An actual PS1 with an actual X-Files CD. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, because just throughout,
0: you know, my travels in the retro game space, Mm. I was reminded of the existence of this game. And I don't know if I hired it or borrowed it from someone, but I had it for a period of time. Maybe I hired it for a week or something like that and just remember playing it and just really enjoying it. Mm. Um. Yeah, and I just thought, that's a really good game. I need to get that again.
1: Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Did you ever have um, a game called Snatcher on Mega CD? No, but I'm aware of it. Hmm. Um, yeah, That's probably one, I think it's FMV, one FMV game that I really, really loved. Yeah, it's supposed to be really good. Yeah, it's, it's sort of anime, detective story, sci-fi. And apparently you can use the Justifier light gun with it. All right.
0: So there's, in the game, there's t- times when you take out your gun, and I don't know if you're using a reticle, but if you do have a Justifier light gun, you can plug it in to port two, hmm. and you'll be playing, like having a conversation or something, and someone pulls out a gun, and you can pull out the gun and shoot the screen. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: That's pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's like one of the features of the game.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it is one I'd like to play. And yeah, it's, uh, that's that's a good game. Now, Actually, now that I've got the Justifier, I could try that too.
1: Um. Yeah. Yeah, I owned that game back in the day. That Did you? A, yeah. Wow. It was a
0: stupid thing to get rid of it's it. It's like $600 now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good game. I enjoyed that. But yeah, other than that. FMV games mm. haven't been something that I've enjoyed in general. There's actually some really good ones. Um,
0: there's been a bit of a revival
1: mm. of it. I think because it's, it's generational, right? So people mm. of your age are probably really getting into trying to play those games that were out back in those days. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm not saying they're good or bad, mm. but yeah, of course. Um, there's a big nostalgic mm. sort of um, callback to that. Same as... I have a nostalgic callback to some of the games that I loved, mm. which are probably terrible right now. So, mm. yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I think I guess it's like anything though, like any genre. There's bad games and good games within mm. a genre, and anything that where it's it's a bit of a gimmicky or a cash in, you know, is probably going to be bad. Like those mm. creative video things that they did oh, yeah. on Mega CD
1: in excess and. Uh, <laughs> There was a couple of others. I mean
0: that that's pretty much like just the just the lowest of the trash mm. pile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, you see those come up every now and again, like for sale, and it's just like ah oh, it's not even nos- not even nostalgia can propel me to buy this <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> so I don't think I could buy one. Mm.
4: Mm.
3: Yeah.
0: Cool. So I streamed that. I'm still on there's four discs, I'm still on disc one. Four so, discs? Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's a big game. Yeah, right. Yep. On yeah. PS one? Yep. Yeah, it's pretty huge. Yeah. What about you,
0: Mark? What have you been doing?
1: What have I been doing? Mm. That's a great question. (laughs) I bought uh, Mortal Kombat 11. Oh, have you played it? No. (laughs) No. Yeah, so I bought it Mm -hmm. with uh, every intention to play it. Yep. But I sort of, yeah, never got got the chance to Mm. because I got a little bit involved in fixing stuff in my arcade. Mm-hmm. Um, Before we... One th- quick thing about Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I feel like
0: the fatalities and stuff have almost gone too far now with that. Oh, it's
1: been a while since they've gone too far. Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of stupid now. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, but um, the when you're fighting in general, you have these, I can't remember what they call them, um, but they're sort of like these brutal moves or whatever mm. that you initiate and they go into this cutscene of, you know, like mm. punching teeth out of the mm. player's yeah. jaw and they used to stabbing into X-ray. eyes. Yeah, yeah. In x-rays nine. from yeah. nine or whatever. Um, and that's kind of a... Yeah, it's kind of frustrating because not only does it take a while, hmm. especially if you do the multiple times over one match, but you know you're you're sort of taking people's eyes out, and yet after the cutscenes finished, you just continue fighting like normal. <laughs> so it's, it's just stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, the fatalities have gotten really ridiculous. Yeah, and it's kind of to the detriment of the game. Hmm. I would say. Hmm. I mean, I don't really mm. understand why they need to continue to make them as ridiculous as they mm. are. Yeah. And um, to the point uh, where um, for it to be a competitive game outside of Western culture, it's not going to happen. Yeah, right. Because like places like Japan and stuff like that, they they don't like things with gore and blood mm. and... Mm. I mean, you know, there's differences in cultures. I mean, the Japanese, they're very sort of liberal with the whole, you know, sexual thing, Mm. um, but not necessarily in violence, whereas in Western worlds, it's the complete opposite. Mm. You know, we're very conservative sexual-wise, but violence-wise, whatever, you know. Mm. Mm. Um, So, yeah, that's that's a thing that's sort of holding back Mortal Kombat. A Mm. lot of people are saying that... Mm. It's it's a very violent game, mm. so it's never going to really reach that um, really broad level appeal like mm. um, Street Fighter does. Mm. But I don't know. It's kind of what they've made their thing on. Mm. I mean, that's what Mortal Kombat is. Mm. Mm. So they're probably hesitant to go away from that whole violence aspect. Mm. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean... Myself, maybe yourself as well, we don't particularly... I mean, I don't think either of us would care if the fatalities weren't as brutal as what they are. Mm. In fact, I would think if they just made a tournament mode or make the default Mm. mode, uh, no fatalities, Mm. you're just fighting another player, Mm. that would be fine. Mm. And then if you wanted to turn on the other Mm. stuff, turn it on and then Mm. you can play that kind of thing. Yeah. That'd be fine with me yeah, yeah I don't have a problem with that Yeah But
0: Yeah I, I agree Like even, Yeah it would be nice To have a setting To just turn it off Because Yeah once you've seen it A bunch of times too Even if you like it It gets boring And then mm. It's just like ah, oh, to wait for this again mm. And I think it's even more annoying When If you're on the receiving end too Like mm. it's just like oh. It's doing that stupid move again And Yeah You know like He got me Yep.
1: It's like Yeah Crunch. Crunch. Yep. Ah, oh, there goes my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit stupid, but at the same time, it's what they've made their name on. Mm. They'd yeah, I can see how they'd be risk averse to change that. Mm. mm. And in the American scene and in a in the Australian scene as well, particularly, um, it's still very popular. Mm. mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I bought the game and played it yet. Eventually. <laughs> I'm interested to get it just for the single player story. I've heard it's really good. Mm. That's why I bought the game. I don't particularly care about playing online against other players or mm. anything like that. In fact, I, I will not do that. Mm. I bought the game for the story mode. Mm. And thankfully, I've heard that the story mode is really, really good. Mm. So. I, I started
0: playing 10, I've got 10 on PC.
1: Um, but have you I, finished 9?
0: Uh, I think so. Did 9 have a story mode? Yeah. Oh. 9 was the rebirth of the whole
1: story. Was it? Maybe I need to go back and play that. I've got it on PS3. Right. Yeah, 9 is the um, where people consider fighting game stories uh, became a thing again. Hmm. Because 9... Not only was the first time they sort of tried to do a really big dramatic story, it was fantastic. Mm. Everyone loved it. Mm. And it was the uh, reimagining of Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3. Oh, was it? Yeah. So it was sort of going through the whole timeline of when Mortal Kombat, the tournament started, Mm. and then where it ended up after MK3. It's really, Mm. really good. It's probably the best story ever done in a fighting game. I don't think I have played through that. Hmm. I, I played it a lot. Like,
0: I think I must have just played arcade and stuff. Hmm. hmm. I have to go back and play that, and then yeah. play ten, and then maybe get eleven.
1: Yeah, 10's ten's good. It's not as good as nine, though. Yeah, but well, ten was I, I felt
0: like that. Like I didn't keep playing it because I preferred nine in terms of
1: gameplay. Hmm. But uh. Hmm. Yeah, so I'll get to 11 at some point. Um, but yeah, most of my time, like I said, I've just been playing around with stuff in my arcade. I mean, I haven't been playing games for about a month. Um, I've had Walking Dead there. And, you know, previously I've been playing that quite a bit, but I haven't played that for about a month because mm. just been fixing stuff in the arcade. I um, was given a multi-arcade pcb unit to test for someone right and it was meant to be like a jammer thing where you just plug in a jammer cab Mm -hmm. and you can go off and play however many games you want to play uh but it turned out that it wanted a a external vga monitor oh connected to the unit outside of the jammer connector Yep. um so I pulled apart my MAME cab, pulled out the VGA LCD monitor that I mm. had in there, um, sat that sat that on the control panel of my jammer cab, connected it up, and basically just yeah just took apart my arcade mm-hmm. to try and get this thing working, and I couldn't get it working. Mm. And like I, I took off the the lid of this unit, trying to see what this jammer connector was expecting. Mm. And besides the fact that i realized you know it it, it didn't want a jammer connected monitor it, it wanted an external monitor mm. um i think it also wanted power to some of the pins that a normal jammer arcade cab wouldn't supply power mm. to because mm. generally these pins are like na nothing's mm. connected to them mm. um but i think this unit wanted power to it so anyway in the end it didn't work that's why you're testing it (laughs) exactly yeah so i couldn't get it working but it was a good excuse um to again like i said last podcast uh redo the jammer harness in my cab so that's all done i was having issues with the power um just losing power Mm. every now and again but i think i've solved that but i'm still going to get another um uh, power supply mm. for my jammer cab mm-hmm. just because I think it's just an ongoing issue that that power supply is really old mm-hmm. um, It was also an excuse uh, My main cab was complaining for quite some time about the CMOS battery being low mm-hmm. <laughs> So um, I replaced that whilst I had the whole thing apart and mm-hmm. so forth um, And then also uh finally ordering a Sanwa joystick and buttons mm-hmm. for my Jammer Cab that I play ghouls and ghosts in mm-hmm. because um those MCA sticks, MCA being like an Australian produced joystick, mm. um if if you're a a an arcade gamer in Australia you would know MCA sticks. They're mm. very stiff sticks. Mm. Mm. Um, and, and that was what I was sort of beholden to for a very long time. I always said, that's all the joysticks I want. Mm. I don't want these shitty US Hap sticks. <laughs> I don't want these Japanese san- Sanwa sticks. Mm. I want the MCA sticks. Mm. Um, but ever since talking to Evan, uh, Evan Weston, who's mm. um, the Street Fighter champion, Twin Galaxies, mm. blah, blah, mm. Um, him talking about the Sanwa sticks and how they're more precise they've got a larger sort of neutral zone we can mm. go into you know all sorts of detail about that but realizing what sort of sticks they are i thought you know i, I really want to try them out mm. because these mca sticks they're stiff mm. i've been having problems with them for a really long time they stick um so yeah i've, I've ordered the sanwa sticks buttons should arrive probably next week. Mm-hmm. So I'll chuck those in the cab and I'm really excited to try those actually. Because mm. it's been literally probably five months now mm-hmm. since I've speed run Ghouls and Ghosts. Simply because of those MCA sticks mm-hmm. where I didn't feel like I could trust mm. what I was doing. Mm. Like, um you know, running and then all of a sudden, well, I, I need to stop for whatever reason. Mm. So I let go of the stick but the character would keep running because mm. it just stick in one direction for whatever reason. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping those sand sticks solve that problem. Mm-hmm. So, as nerdy as it sounds, I'm really, really excited <laughs> to receive a joystick in the email, mm. in, email in the mail. Yeah. And uh, hook it up to my control panel. No, so. I think
0: I totally understand that. It's, it's funny how... When you start speedrunning, that sort of thing becomes, like, a lot more important. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was getting the shits with my USB controller that I have because um, I felt like it wasn't reacting as quickly
1: as what I was expecting that it should. Because mm. you're speedrunning Streets of Rage 2 now. Yeah,
0: well, trying to. not Not, like, super seriously, but just trying to, for my own fun... Um, get a respectable time. So, yeah. But at the moment, because I don't have a 60 hertz mega drive, I can't play it on my power one because it's too slow hmm. in 50 hertz. Yeah. So I'm playing it on... I downloaded an, emula- like an emulator and was playing emulated version. But then on Steam, you could buy the game for $1.65. So I did that. Yeah. Um, Because I felt like it would be a bit more... Um, just robust like one of the problems i have with the emulator was some emulators do this and i don't know why you can't set like a default windows size huh. it gives uh-huh. you like the options are like the standard resolution like the original resolution which obviously is tiny when you're looking at it on a pc screen we can do like two times yeah and that's like all it gives you huh. and so when i was trying to stream that the, the window was tiny, and also every time I would like click off the window and go back, it would resize to the standard size. Oh, wow! And it was just really shitting me. So hmm. I got the Steam version, and yeah, there's a bit more options there in terms of setting the resolution size because mm-hmm. it's been like obviously done by Sega or whatever. Because it's the whole it's the Sega Classics Collection, but on Steam you can just choose whichever ones you want to buy and buy them individually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. So that's what I did. Uh, And yeah, I've been using... I was using this like really cheap USB controller that I had and I've switched to the Xbox 360 one, Mm -hmm. which is a bit better. But it's so worn out that it's a bit spongy as well. Hmm. So I really... It's sort of weird. Like I actually feel like the Mega Drive controller was the best out of those three. And maybe it's got to do with USB and emulator latency. I don't know, compared to... My actual hardware that I was using, even though it was yeah. PAL, yep. the response was better. Yeah. So, I really just want to get a 60 hertz mega drive so that I can play it the game in 60 hertz. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'll do that at some stage. Yeah. I don't know
1: when, but... Yeah, no, it's interesting. Once you, once you reach that sort of upper level of requiring uh, high precision in what you're doing, mm. how much difference those little things mm. make. Yeah. Um, And that's what I've been noticing Mm. uh, since speedrunning Ghouls and Ghosts and and why I haven't done it for literally five months. Mm. Because I just, I can't, you you can't trust the controls that you're using. Mm. So you don't feel like there's any, I mean, why would you do it? Because you're having a good run and then something stupid happens, Mm. but it's not your own fault. Mm. It's the control's fault. Yeah. And Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I'm really excited to get that. Um, I'm hoping it'll be next week mm. and hoping I can get stuck into speed running Goors and Ghosts again. Cool. Because I really, really enjoy it. Mm. Awesome. Yes. And um, that's really what I've been doing. Just mm. mucking around with controls, connectors, mm. jammer. Mm. Um, I found my Ghouls and Ghosts. PCB uh, stopped producing sound. Oh. Yeah, that was kind of cool. But thankfully, I had a second Ghouls and Ghosts PCB. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's um, CPS-1. It's it's uh, two boards. It has... I could be completely wrong here, but I think there's an A board and a B board mm. and a C board, but the C board is like the tiny little thing that sticks on top. Mm. But the two other boards that are the big boards, one of them holds the game ROMs mm. and the the board underneath holds all the sort of CPU and, mm-hmm. you know, all of that kind of stuff, system level stuff. Mm. Um, <coughs> it was the system level stuff that stopped working. So I got my second PCB and just swapped out the B-board onto the other one and that solved the problem. Mm. I got sound again. So... What um, was the...
2: Is it... it I just learned all this stuff. Right. Is it's a dashboard. Ah uh,
1: no, it's not it's a dashboard. A, this is right.
2: <laughs> yeah, this goes Mate, down. Is, that, as, is this relevant for, for ghouls and ghosts?
1: Maybe. Yeah. It's hard to say because uh, where it where this whole stuff with dashboard and non dashboard Uh, arisen for me was when um a guy from australia apologies i can't remember his name submitted a twin galaxies high score for street fighter 2 champion edition Hmm. Um, and then it was contested saying hey this is not a dashboard and the dashboard is what street fighter 2 champion edition was originally released with which was a 12 megahertz oscillator. Sure. Is that the right word? Uh, yeah, I think that's what it was. An accompanying <clears throat> CPU. Yeah. Um, but what had happened was what they presume is that this was a score done on a non-dashboard, which is a 10 megahertz oscillator, which is an older version. Mm. And that... Uh, changes how the AI reacts to what you're doing Mm. in the game. Um, And that goes on another deep dive on, you know, is that right? Is that wrong? Or Mm. what games are meant to be played with 12 megahertz? What games are meant to be played with 10 megahertz? What games are affected by 12 megahertz? What Mm. games are affected by 10 megahertz? Um, Ghouls and Ghosts is... CPS-1 non-dash. Mm-hmm. So it's meant to be played on 10 megahertz. Yeah. I think if you played it on a 12 megahertz, maybe it's faster. There's probably not as much lag, mm. I would guess, because there is a bit of lag. Oh, in like slow down and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that might benefit you in a speed run. I don't know. I haven't tested it myself, right, but yeah. it's possible. Yeah. Um, the funny thing was... When I had this error with the sound that died, um, I pulled apart, I think it's the A-board. Let's just call it the A-board for, Mm. you know, argument's sake. Um, It has a replacement oscillator. So someone had come in later because the oscillator had died or whatever and replaced it with a 12 megahertz oscillator. Yeah. But the CPU is still 10 megahertz. Okay. So, that would presume, I'm thinking, that the oscillator is trying to go at 12 megahertz, but the CPU is still only going at 10 megahertz. More likely to be overclocked. You reckon it would still go at 12 megahertz? Yeah. Right. Um, So, that was the board that I've taken away now. Oh. And the one that I'm using now is an original board. Well, the other one was an original board, but this is an original board with the original oscillator, which Mm. is 10 megahertz. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not noticing any difference, by the way, when I'm playing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a really fascinating thing to think about how those tiny little things affect the game. Yeah. And they do affect the game in certain respects in Street Fighter. I don't think anyone's looked into it too much on Ghouls and Ghosts. Yeah. But I didn't notice any difference anyway. mm. But yeah, so I've been going down that whole, I don't know, fixing, repairing fun path in my arcade. I haven't been playing much. Yeah. That's (laughs) what I've been doing. But it's fun regardless. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. Mm. So there you go. else to add before we close it out i can talk about my pinball repair please do Mm.
0: so um uh i have the shadow pinball machine which has been out of action for a really really long time years Um, one could say it's had this issue since i got it where it's resetting and Mm. it wasn't that bad to begin with the the really ironic and annoying thing about it was that it tends to happen when you flip both flippers I mean, and that's pretty common for a reset issue right yeah so it's it's a common thing for a reset issue the, the thing that's annoying about it was that i could play the game and generally not have a problem because as an experienced pinball player you generally don't do that because hmm. it tends to be a bad thing to do it does happen like when you have a multi-ball and stuff. yeah. Um, But it was always intermittent, so it didn't happen all the time. But then when you have people that are new, they come along and all they do is flip both the flippers at the same time Mm -hmm. and then the game resets and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, like it's doing this thing, Mm -hmm. you know. um, And it's much more of a problem for them because they tend to flip both flippers a lot more. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, it was really frustrating because of that. So, it got to the point where I just would tell people, like, it's not working. Um, and so, it's just taking me ages to get around to looking at it, you know, because of all the things I was doing, like with the thesis and then having a baby and stuff. Finally, I'm getting to a stage where I'm looking at it mm-hmm. and with the guidance of Mark Williams, um, sorting it out. So, I, he told me that you know, resets often to do with this certain connector and I was checking it out and it seemed to be okay Um, and I was cleaning it and, you know, that didn't seem to make a difference. Um, I actually moved the game and another thing that slowed me down from looking at it was our garage roof repair thing that happened and Hmm. games in the garage, so it had to come into the house. So then I couldn't look at it for like a month while that happened. Hmm. um finally moved it back into the garage when i moved it back and switched it on the issue was a lot more consistent which was weird Hmm. um so before it was really inconsistent and then now any flipper flipped and it would turn off um so even though that sounds like a bad thing it was kind of good because it's helpful in finding the issue because i know that if i flip a flipper it's going to reset unless I fix the problem. Mm -hmm. Um, So then began to do more investigation. Um, Mark provided me with a really useful document on troubleshooting Bally Williams pinball machines, Mm -hmm. um, which had a whole section about resetting and then followed all those instructions, which starts with like really basic stuff and stuff that I guess, while it's basic, not necessarily anyone can do it, which is like, Check your wall socket voltage. Oh.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, I'd be cautious on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, what do you, you you don't just shove a multimeter in there? I don't imagine. Um, I think so. Yeah, you yeah? do. Yeah. yeah, as long as it's the right sort yeah, of yeah, multimeter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. I think yeah. it has. To. Yeah,
2: uh, I don't know if my mine... needs to be able to take the load. The, well, there's all these ratings that meters get. Don't mm. anyone listening. Don't trust the thing if your multimeter says it's like rated cat. Three or whatever, and it can do all this. Just don't trust it because a lot of cheap ones, like yeah, they mm. just print that on it and it lies.
1: Yeah, I'd I'd be scared to mm. shove prongs into a live wall socket. Mm.
0: Well, I was lucky to have my young step brother who was here who is. A electrician's apprentice, so ah, he knew. I thought you were
1: just going to say he was your young stepbrother. So you said, "Yeah, I'm just push <laughs> these things in there him and to see the what walls. happens." No.
0: <laughs> no, he knew exactly what he was doing. Right. So I was like, normally I would just be like, "Ah, the volt- I'm sure the wall voltage is fine. That's like a dumb thing to check." But because he was here, I was like, "Well, it says to do this." He's like, "Yeah, I can do that." And he pulled out his tools and hmm. was like, "Yep, it's fine." I'm like, "Okay, right." So it's not that. And then it was like. Um, then you check like the power supply and all that sort of stuff. It was all fine. And then we started getting into the more nitty-gritty stuff, um, unplugging different boards and stuff, and was able to isolate it to a problem with the CPU board. So basically there's a 5-volt that goes through from the power supply um, and powers the CPU board and it needs very precise 5 volts My, this is my understanding and, and hopefully Mark won't get upset at me for getting things wrong regardless I'm sorry Mark my understanding of it is that the CPU needs a very constant power for because it could potentially get damaged otherwise hmm. there's a component which is like a watchdog component which if the voltage drops below 4.92 it will reset the game to stop that voltage from reaching the cpu Hmm. um and therefore like saving the cpu from damage Mm -hmm. and that's what the game is doing so when you flip the flippers because it's like 50 volts draw per flipper it tends to pull the voltage from everywhere else And that means it's likely to drop from other areas. Mm. Um, And so that's why it happens when you flip the flippers. Um, So I was able to isolate it to the CPU board by basically unplugging everything and plugging in one board at a time and seeing, um, measuring the voltage. And then with all the other boards, it was, uh, so I should say at the beginning, it was reporting as 4.89 volts, which... Um, I'm a bit confused about because if the watchdog's supposed to reset at 4.92, then why would the game even turn on? But maybe I've misunderstood something at some part of it. But anyway,
1: there's also sort of I don't know. The, electricity isn't exactly precise all yeah, the time, and yeah. depending on where you're measuring it as well, because <laughs> certain things can pull voltage, and you know, you measure measure it at the power supply, you might get full. Power mm. and then you measure it right at the end of another board, then yep. you don't because it's mm. you know pulling power from other things. Is so. your
2: meter calculated? Is the thing that
0: it's checking cal-
2: cal- calibrated? That's yeah. what I wanted to say. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, mm. so
0: there's a okay. bit of slop all over yeah. the place, yeah, yeah, okay. But I consistently measured it in the same place, so I know if there's a change at least. Mm. So yeah, mm. it started out 4.89, um, and you know, I. I would plug in like just the soundboard and it went up to 4.96 and just the, is it DMD board? I don't know. There's Hmm. three boards basically. Um, And 4.96, with both of those two, Mm 4.96, plug the CPU board in, it goes down to 4.89. Unplug the other two boards, just the CPU board and it's Hmm. 4.89. And so I was able to isolate it to that board so, I know that there's a problem with that board. So, then like start unplugging everything and see if it, with just the power plugged in, if it makes a difference, it was still reporting the same voltage. So, then like cleaning the the um, the plugs, like the connectors of that power, where it provides the power, um, didn't make a difference. I even um, reflowed the solder on that connection hmm. where the power goes in and... That didn't seem to make a difference. At some point, it did tick up to like 4.90. But I didn't really consider that a difference. Um, Then I pulled the board out, did like some more inspections to look for something dodgy. There's lots of dodgy looking things on that board because it's obviously had repairs, Hmm. um, which Mark said is likely from a battery leak issue Mm -hmm. um it has an external battery holder uh, which had a wire and then i noticed one of the wires was like barely holding on and so i thought that might have had something to do with it because the battery holder is not secured anywhere it's just loose maybe when i moved the game um that was like pulling on and the connection wasn't so good Mm. so i tried fixing that that didn't make a difference Mark suggested that it could be something to do with low batteries, and that these boards had a feature where they would they could recharge batteries, but then they didn't end up actually using that feature. So they put a diode in to stop the board from recharging batteries that are low in the battery holder if that makes mm-hmm. sense because mm-hmm. um, the diode is like a one-way gate, so it essentially like stops that draw. Of voltage, mm-hmm. um, so he said, if the diode was faulty, it might be trying to charge the batteries, and that could draw extra power, and that could be where it's draining the the voltage. Mm. So, I what did I do? Um, I thought it was to do with that cable that was broken, but that didn't make a difference. And he's like, did you try taking the batteries out? And I said, no, (laughs) because I didn't really understand exactly why that would make a difference. Hmm. Anyway, I did it. And then the voltage went up to 4.91 and I tried the game again and I played a whole game and it didn't reset. Hmm. And so, that seems to have been enough to get it back to a stable state. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I put new batteries in now and... I obviously repaired the wire from the battery compartment, and I reflowed the solder on those connectors. So it could be all of those things that may have made a difference. Mm-hmm. That diode may still be faulty, so I could probably check that out.
1: Mm. Um, it's hard to check those though. You need to remove them from circuit to be I'll able to just check them. Probably, it. yeah. yeah that's probably a better idea. Yeah, just just yeah, replace that it. one.
2: <clears throat> actually, you'd be pretty lucky. You will be able to test that because you can just rip out the batteries again and. Because it's on the end of the circuit, it's not like in the middle of the thing. Mm. So actually, that's one place where you probably could test it in like okay. in, oh, yeah, that's true. in circuit.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. Mm. So yeah, that was a bit of a, a a saga, but I was surprised to actually get to a point where it's working. It could be, it could be, just. Happenstance. It could be because I unplugged a bunch of things and plugged
1: them yeah, back in. That happens.
0: Just reseeding cables has made a difference. Yeah, it's only a very slight increase in the voltage, hmm. and we're still at like a dangerous level. Hmm. So more deterioration could cause the game to get back to a resetting stage. Yeah. Um, the board looks really rough on the
1: back. Like there's a lot
0: of repl- there's a lot of repairs to the traces and stuff.
1: And, From um, my experience. PCBs generally look really rough. Okay. And you just wonder how the hell they're, they're working. Yeah. But they do. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. I was considering getting a replacement board just for the sake of doing away with any issues hmm. that might be caused by that. I wouldn't imagine they're expensive. Um, so, generally, it looks about 300 but I did oh, find one that was... more expensive
1: than I thought. Yeah, I
0: found one that was like 145 US... So which is basically three hundred. Uh, no, no, the dollars. Once you ship it down. Our dollars doing a lot better. Yeah, well, yeah, it depends a lot on shipping, so I have to find out about that. Hmm. But yeah, it was about two hundred in Australian dollars without shipping. Hmm. So, yeah, apparently Homepin makes them.
1: Oh, okay. But I yeah. couldn't
0: find any stock anywhere. Right. So, which for people that don't know, Homepin is an Australian manufacturer, hmm. even though he's got a factory in China now. Yeah. Um, but definitely a lot easier than getting it from the US, that's for sure, Hmm. if they're available. Um, Yeah, so anyway, very exciting to have the game going again and I was in utter disbelief that the whole time it could have been just batteries batteries. that needed changing.
1: that's bizarre. Yeah. But again, I mean, yeah, I mean, it might work now, but... You just never know. I mean, there's so many things that can contribute to that sort of problem. Mm. That, like you said, maybe it's because you move the machine around, you've cleaned connectors, you've reflowed things that Mm. it's working. I mean, my brighter pinball, it would um, reset probably once every six months Mm. and then I'd unplug and replug all of the plugs on the CPU board Mm -hmm. and it'd be fine again for another six months then it would start resetting again. I'd unplug it and plug it and it'd be fine again. (laughs) It eventually, over time, over many years, those resets would get uh, more often Mm -hmm. and to the point where eventually after many years, um, it would just just reset all the time. Mm. I wouldn't even need to start a game, but it'd just be resetting. Uh, Um, So, yeah, these things just have a habit of coming, going, mm. coming, going and coming mm. and going. So mm. it can be really frustrating to, to fault find. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But hopefully yours is fixed.
0: Actually, I did have one other question about it, which I don't know if you guys might know the answer, but marks Mark Williams most certainly will. There's a chip on there, Ooh. which I believe is the ROM chip, and it looks like a flash EEPROM. Mm-hmm. And there's no sticker over, there's a window and there's no sticker over it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's pretty common. It is, it's common? Well, it's common enough. It shouldn't be. Right. People should put stickers over them, but often they don't.
0: Well, I wasn't sure if that's what I was seeing, but why would a chip, why would an IC have a window on it unless it was a flash chip? It would be. Okay. Well, it's stuck It'd some tape over it just thing. in case. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Um,
2: yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking. Like, would they really do that? Like, it's in a tighter box, like, so it's pretty safe. But hmm. it's still the the there's lights in there too. Yeah. Like right, right in front of it. Yeah. Hmm. It's the other end, but I'm sure the light leaks through behind that. It, it does. Yeah. Thingy.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was bizarre cuz and then I was looking at the photos that I took and put on the forum just to see was that there before? How did I not notice that before? <laughs> I guess I never looked at it. it was that in the photos it's there like the the windows right there. Mm. You can see it. Yeah. And I was like, "What? That's I'm I mean, I didn't know if I was understanding what I was seeing correctly, but
1: mm. yeah, it's well, it requires UV light to raise. Okay. Mm. So it would need to be in the sun. Sun's pretty good, I think. But even um, then, I mean probably a lot of sun will uh, actually erase razor. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, mean, you think about what a Yeah, I guess a I'd... UV eraser does. <coughs> you you put the chip into a dedicated box that blasts UV rays <coughs> onto the chip. Whereas yeah. if you have a chip in in the sun, the sun's blasting it's the strongest light there is. <laughs> sure, but not necessarily <coughs> UV. Yeah, it's got all the things. <laughs> the sun has
2: all the things. Yes, no, it's and, true. And these, so these things in here, they won't be mostly UV, but maybe
1: a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm. Yeah, I don't know, but I've seen it too many times now where it just seems to be common to me. Mm. People don't care. I wonder if it's been like.
0: There's no reason to flash it while it's in the board, right? Because I noticed there's a sticker, like, stuck on... So, there's a space, a space for an IC next to that chip. Uh And there's a sticker just stuck on the space. And Uh afterwards, I thought, I wonder if someone's, like, peeled the sticker off the flash chip and then just, like, stuck it on the board next to it and done something and then... That'd be
1: weird. Yeah, I don't know. I'd just... Yeah, anyway, take that sticker and stick it over the window.
0: Well, I left the sticker where it was and I just put tape over it. So Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, "Is this, this can't be right. And I was like, what if it's, you know, uh, did I like take it off by accident or did I knock it off? I didn't take any stickers off. I'm trying to remember like, hmm. did I do something? Like, there's no way. But it's been like that for so long. And the game's working. Like, if the ROM chip was erased... The game wouldn't work. Mm. And so it was working. So I was like, it's obviously fine. But then I had this sense of urgency to cover it because just in case. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, definitely. Like I said, I've seen it heaps of times, but I would recommend if you see one like that to cover the window. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cover the window. (laughs) You don't want to be exposed. Mm -hmm. There's people out there with telescopes.
0: Well, I did also install a blind in
1: my garage. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> Especially when you're playing naked. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's fixed, sort of, maybe. Awesome. It's working. Now I need to catalogue all the other issues with the game. There's so many issues. I oh, also really? I also broke another cable while I was pulling the board out. Nice work. <laughs> yeah, because it's got all the Switch... Like all the switch trigger cables.
1: Switch trigger cables? Yeah.
0: Like, you know, all the switches in the game. The matrix?
1: Yeah. Oh, the switch matrix. Yeah. Yeah, okay.
0: And there's connectors for all of those that connect into the CPU board or MPU board. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I broke one. There was already one broken, which was the diverter button, Mm -hmm. which is next to the flipper button, because the shadow has diverters on the ramps. Um, and... But but how do you mean broke them?
1: Like, came away from the
0: connector, or...? I pulled the connector off, and it just fell off. Ah. Like, so, yeah, I pulled the connector off the board, like, out of the board, and then, yeah, with a bit of pressure that comes with that sort of thing, the cable that was connected into the connector just broke off.
1: Right. And
0: Hmm. I don't know how to... I have to fight, learn how to pull those connectors apart, and I assume I need some kind of tool to do it.
1: Mm. Um, so I have to learn how to do that. And I mean, you can just solder it back to the connector in some manner of speaking, but generally you'll want to snip all those wires, snip the connector off, get a new connector, mm. and just re-pin it. Right. You can't open up the current
0: one?
3: No.
1: Okay.
0: No. Hmm. That's a shame. I'll have to order some connectors. It's got other problems too. Like one of the diverters has a lot of play in it. So when you hit the ball up the ramp, it like moves. The diverter moves. And most of the time, a lot of the time, it sits to the point where the point of the diverter is like right in the middle of the ramp, which, long story short, basically stops you from hitting the ball up the ramp Mm. because it just smacked into the diverter and doesn't go anywhere. And then. There's a wire form return from a uh, a ramp, which has a bend in it, which slows down the ball. Not a problem if it's got speed on it, but if you just get it up the ramp, sometimes it will just stop in the middle of the wire form Hmm. return, which is another really annoying
1: thing. I was going to say that wouldn't be hard to fix, but actually it is because those wire forms are, they're very, very tough. Yeah. I mean, at first I thought, oh, I might be able to
0: just bend it back. No, no, nah. you can't. You can't nah. just bend it back.
1: No,
0: nah. I think I'll have to buy a new wire form. What? Yeah,
1: if you can get some pliers, if it's the kind of, if it's the kind of bend you can do this with, you can just get some pliers and kind of squash it down. Mm. But okay, yeah, I know what wire forms are like. Mm. They're incredibly difficult mm. to to bend. Yeah, very hard. Yeah,
0: maybe I should take it to work. And there's a guy at work who's like a. A kind of handyman builder guy. He might have some ideas. You could heat it up. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, maybe you need to do it like blacksmith style. Like, heat it up and then <laughs> use a hammer to, like, hammer it straight <laughs> or something.
1: Mm. <coughs> mm. <laughs> maybe. Might work. Maybe.
0: Maybe. I feel like this... I think this shadow is, like, the... um the ugly brother of another shadow. I feel like there was another shadow pinball machine, and the owner took out all the good parts from this one and put it into the other one. And Roger would never do that. Over. It's like the never movie twins. Yeah, <laughs> I've got the Danny DeVito shadow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Actually, no, you didn't get that from Roger, did you? No, no, I didn't get it from Roger. I got it from because you got someone... um, Godzilla from Roger. Yeah. And then that went towards Star Trek TNG. No, then no. I got
0: Johnny Johnny Mnemonic. Ah. Then I got Star Trek. Then, then you got I've this. got this
1: right. Yep. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. So that'd be it then. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Thanks for listening to Game the System Podcast. If you would like to contact us, the best way to do that is on Game the System forums at gamethesystem.co. You can reach out to us via email at feedback at gamethesystem.co. You can reach me on Twitter at Mark's Tweet. That's at M-A-R-C-S underscore tweet. John Twitches over at Twitch, twitch.tv slash wago. H-W-A-Y-G-O. Yep. Matt doesn't exist.
2: Only lurking.
1: Yes. (laughs) And that'll be it. So thank you very much and goodbye. Bye-bye.